Welcome to episode 162 of the TDR Now podcast. Um, we are the first English-speaking podcast focusing on the Disney parks in Asia, including Tokyo Disney Resort, Hong Kong Disneyland, and Shanghai Disneyland. And we're coming to you directly from Japan. Think about that. Um, <laughs> you can find us at so, so many places. You can find us at tdrexplorer.com on Twitter, and on Instagram at TDR Explorer, on Facebook.com slash TDR Explorer, on YouTube, basically any web format you can find us. And um, I'm one of your hosts, Trish. I take photos at the park. Uh, my child has been running rampant at the parks lately. I'm like, are you studying? And he's like, yeah, mom, I'm totally studying. And then he goes to Disney. Um, and uh, with me, as always, is uh, the ever amazing Chris. Chris, uh, you need no introduction, but introduce yourself. Yes, I'm one of your hosts. Well, the I guess I should, I should say the other host, Chris, chief content editor of TDR Explorer. And I am the one... Um, eating all the food, I guess, at the park. So, you were telling me about some yummy new food just now. Oh my goodness. Yeah, we got um, new food that's coming out to celebrate the opening of Soaring. Fantastic flight. It's going to be really fun. It looks nice. It looks nice. And yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about today. <laughs> Is uh, I guess this episode is going to be more of a, a news update i guess heck yeah we got we had because okay so just today um on this rainy blustery day uh in in urayasu the the tokyo bay area um there's a there's a pretty big announcement with some new photos and stuff regarding disney sea so we'll talk about that as well yeah there's a there's a lot of news so i guess we figured with our shorter uh shows we thought maybe we will we'll put news in like its own show so then that way, when we have the our other episodes, our, our, our other episodes don't have, like, news that could be outdated if you listen to that episode, like, three years after the fact. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure, sure. Because, yeah, yeah, some some of the stuff that we talk about in other episodes, it's like, that information's always going to be relevant, but half the episode becomes outdated in, like, two months. <laughs> But so it's like a time capsule. A little bit, yeah, that's <laughs> true. Um, so yeah, before we start talking about all this exciting news, just want to quickly plug our Patreon. So a big thank you to everyone who is contributing to us. You are helping by supporting the show and making sure we can pay our editor, we can <laughs> pay for new equipment and stuff and all that. So your contributions really do help. So if you want to help support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash TDR now, and you can pledge and we have different rewards and things like that. And one that we do have is the $2 pledge, which gets you 24 hours early access to our newest episodes. So you'll get to hear us before everybody else, which is actually pretty awesome. 
And again, if you want to support us, you can head on over to patreon.com slash TDR now. And also, quick plug about our digital travel guides up on our website at tdrexplorer.com slash travel dash guides. We have guides to help you plan the perfect trip to Tokyo Disney Resort and Universal Studios Japan. These are full travel guides with maps and so much information. You're probably not going to know what to do with yourself. (laughs) There's just so much there. And it'll help you plan a fantastic trip to Japan. So make sure you go check that out. Again, it's at tdrxport.com slash travel dash guides. All right. Enough with the advertisements. <laughs> well, like, so should, okay, how should we do this? Should we start with like the least impressive and build up or what? Yeah, let's start with the Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah. So I guess it's least impressive, but it's something that we've needed for a very long time. Yeah. It, okay, so with the Wi-Fi, it's good. I have wanted Wi-Fi forever. I think I love it when there's Wi-Fi in the parks, like when we go to Disney World, uh, especially as an international traveler, it's a huge thing to have, right? So that you don't have to, um, like, so what we do usually, um, lately, actually, not usually because it's it's pretty new, is we'll do the the daily fee. I think it's like $7 a day or something and just have like normal internet like we would use in Japan. But before that, uh, we would bring the portable Wi-Fi and it might run out of battery or whatever. And it was kind of like a pain so that when we could use the park Wi-Fi, it was such a lifesaver. But the thing with this is it's only at the front of the park, which is kind of weird. Yeah, my guess is, well, like I, I went back and read the news article that we published a while ago and they said they were going to have the Wi-Fi for summer 2019. So I'm guessing maybe... This is just a slow rollout of I the Wi-Fi. So. I hope so because yeah, as of right now, like you said, it's only at the front of both Tokyo Disneyland and Disney Sea, which is not that useful, <laughs> you know, um, unless you're s- s- like sitting at the front of the park the whole day, which no one's going to do. It's not that useful, I guess. I guess if you go early and you're waiting in line in the morning. Yeah, but, oh my goodness, okay, I guess this kind of ties in a little bit. Um, The gates at Disneyland in particular, um, I've found that with the new gates that opened, Mm -hmm. getting into the park is much quicker now. Yeah, yeah, and I think there was like a little bit of a learning curve, like um, when my son did it. Uh, when, when like, I think it was like the day it opened, it was like a little bit of like a little delay, but now it's like zoom, zoom. So it's like super fast. So I think it's running smoothly. Yeah. Just, I guess for a little bit of context, we've been, uh, the front of the park, like the, the gates again to the Tokyo Disneyland specifically has been going under major renovation. And so they just opened the right side, which is all completely renovated and they've mm-hmm. now closed the left side which they're going to revamp to match the right side. And now we don't have the turnstiles anymore. Right. And the readers for the park tickets is much quicker. It looks very nice too. It's very sleek, very quick. Um, I don't know if it's open yet. It wasn't when I was there last week. It's, uh, I think it's open. They, Oh, no, the um, automated ticket machines. Oh, those. I don't know. Yeah. 
Uh, last I checked, they weren't open. So you can buy your tickets just from a vending machine right at the like right at the gates instead of like having that. to talk to a person. Yeah. Um, I guess the reason why they're doing it is kind of twofold. One mm-hmm. is it, it's quicker because there's so many different guests from different countries visiting. Yeah. So it's hard to expect a cast member to speak five or six different languages. That's just not feasible, right? Uh-huh. And also, Japan has a labor shortage, labor shortage as well. That's right. Yeah, we do. So um, when I looked at the gate, I believe there's only two ticket booths with two cast members, two or three or something like that. I don't Not like very much. That. It makes me so sad. Because before it was like, what, 10, 15, yeah. 20? Yeah. Like, there was a lot of ticket booths before. And it was quick. Now that's kind of going away. Mm-hmm. But I guess time will tell. Whatever. And, uh, yeah, so back to the Wi-Fi. Only, it's only at the front of the park, which is kind of weird because if you're at Disney Sea, if you're staying at the hotel, you can access that Wi-Fi anyway. Right. <laughs> so it's just kind of like they kind of overlap each other right now, which is strange. It's a little bizarre. But yeah, I'm hoping that they they roll it out to the rest of the park, which I'm sure they will. At least they better. <laughs> Otherwise, like, what's the point? <laughs> really? It has to be like a test or something, maybe. Yeah, I'm, my guess is they're rolling it out yeah. just to make sure they get all the bugs fixed, and because you know technology is not exactly easy. <laughs> yeah, that's and it, it's pretty easy to actually get onto the Wi-Fi. All you need to do is you connect, then it asks you to input your email, which I think is something, I think it's a law here in Japan or something like that. And then you're connected long enough to the Wi-Fi where you can actually click the activation link in your email. And then there you go. You have access. So pretty simple. If you don't want to rely on the Wi-Fi, just get yourself a SIM card if your phone's unlocked or get a Wi-Fi device, like a portable Wi-Fi. I can put links in, in the show notes to show which ones we recommend to get. So then that way you don't have to rely on the Wi-Fi at the front of the park. <laughs> and, you know, traveling around Japan anyway, it's good to have, for sure. Yeah, you. the rest of Japan is really not caught up to the whole Wi-Fi thing. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's always been like that. And it's gotten better, but it's not something you should rely on, to be quite honest. Slowly it's getting better. Like I've noticed our local buses have it now and they have it like around the station more, but it's not super duper widespread. No. Like places like Starbucks and McDonald's have it and stuff. But Oh yeah. And I think they're gonna have them on the Shinkansens, the bullet trains. I think they've already started. I think they're gonna have them on all of them pretty soon or something. Hopefully, yeah. Anyway, that's enough about the Wi-Fi. <laughs> we went on a little too long about that. Uh, should we talk about Soaring first? Yeah, yes. let's talk about Soaring. So, so as as we know, Soaring is opening on July 23rd of this year. So that's exciting. It's really going to be so fun. I love Soaring in general. It's such a fun attraction. Oh, I know. And what's cool, too, is... Uh, so our version, like the the actual movie, is going to be pretty much the same as all the other parks, except there's going to be a couple scenes that are unique to Tokyo, yes. which is going to be nice. I can't wait to see what the new scenes are. Yeah, me too. So we're going to have some exclusive scenes here, which should be pretty exciting. I'm I'm quite looking forward to that. 
And, you know, speaking of exclusive, the design of the building is beautiful. It fits into Mediterranean Harbor so well. And the queue. Okay, here's the thing. I am such a loser nerd. The thing that got me the most watching the video of like the building and the queue and everything was not the actual queue itself, which is beautiful, by the way. It was the loading area. <laughs> the, our loading area is themed. It's themed. It's decorated. It's it's amazing. It's I noticed really that too. Amazing. It's not just this dark room, empty room, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's it's actually themed, which is that's pretty spectacular. I think that's, I love that. That's Tokyo Disney level, right? Hmm. I was I was like when they first announced soaring, I was a little disappointed, thinking, "Oh, we're just getting another clone of another like an, an existing attraction." But right. by looking at everything now, it looks like they've just like we're gonna have dare I say it the best version. And I mean, like even if it's a clone, soaring is an attraction that is loved around the world. I think it, it's something that. People of many different ages can enjoy, um, which you, you can't say that, especially Disney Sea has so many um, kind of like thrill type attractions. So this kind of family attraction was very much needed. Um, the, my only trepidation, um, and, and I feel like the building looks pretty big, so maybe it's okay, is just the, the wait time for that attraction, uh, it tends to kind of be a little longer because of, of the loading time. But I think it should be fine. We'll see. Yeah, we'll have to see. And it'll be interesting to see what happens when, or sorry, what happens with the wait times for Toy Story Mania. Yes, and other attraction that all ages can enjoy. So it's kind of, it's kind of smart. I think it's going to split people. Yeah, because for the longest time, Toy, well, since it opened, Toy Story Mania has been the one with the longest wait. Mm-hmm. In the entire park, consistently. Yeah. So hopefully this uh, dethrones it, or at least evens it out a little bit. <laughs> I don't want it to dethrone it because I want to ride it. Um, but w- so with that said, soaring fantastic fight. Of course, we're going to have merchandise. Mm-hmm. And it's out. It's out already. What soaring merchandise? Yeah, we have a. I think so. We had a friend that works in the store, and she said it was out. Let me go. It's not out until the July 17th. What? Ooh. Oh, maybe she just saw it. Okay. <gasps> Sorry about that. <laughs> um, from what we know, it's July 17th is when it's out. Okay. Oops. Okay, but she said it looks really, really good. And um, her store is like the main store for the merch, so she's very, very excited for it. It's really cute, like Mickey and Minnie and Donald. I guess they only picked those three characters. They have like their pilot outfits, which looks mm-hmm. really cute. And then they have like a t-shirt and a ball cap and socks, a bandana, even like goggles. Glasses. The goggles are cute. Like, like to look like um what are they called? Aviators? Or goggles? I don't know what they're called. There's a, there's a proper word for them. I guess goggles. Flight goggles. Whatever. Luggage tag, keychain, plush, uh, a, a badge, magnet, sticker, postcard, 
and there's origami notes <laughs> that look like little airplanes. That is I really cute. I can see cute. the kids with that now. It's it's going to be pretty entertaining for them. They can build them in the queue. Mm-hmm. Send messages to their family. Shoot, catch mom. And there's a mug, a smartphone case, a tote bag, a Tomica bus, drawstring bag, bath towel, placemat, assorted cookies, candies. You know, kind of typical Tokyo Disney fair. And then there's also food. The food looks really pretty. It looks very colorful. It does. Like blue and green. Very mm-hmm. earth earth tones, I guess. There's a lychee topiaki. Topi- topi- wow. Topi <laughs> tapioca. Oh my god. <laughs> <Get it. laughs> oh, sorry. I've been yeah. I've been. I, I was down in Okinawa and <laughs> reading all like reading all the the, the the different types of food they have there. Mm-hmm. It's like something something yaki something something you know whatever. Anyway, lychee tapioca drink. And then there's a pineapple churro and a popcorn bucket. There's a soaring popcorn bucket, which it's not, I guess it's just like, it's just a cylinder. Like it's just a, it's, it's a not traditionally shaped popcorn. Yeah, okay, there we go. Chris, listen, That's the I word I'm looking for. Spoiled. I know we got the little steamboat and like cars and stuff like that, but sometimes it's nice to have a little traditional bucket too. Something that can maybe fit in a bag. <laughs> Because, <laughs> you know, all these other popcorn buckets are very elaborate and they don't really fit in anything. <laughs> They're awkward I don't to carry. Know if this one will fit either. But at least it's but. on awkward, like awkwardly shaped, I guess. You can put like stuff in it, like your clothes and stuff. Yeah, that's true. When you pack it, <laughs> that's what I always do with popcorn bars. I'm like, clean it out, pack it with stuff. <laughs> and there's even um, a chef. Chef's recommended course mm-hmm. at Magellan's as soaring yeah. themed. And the again, the colors um really, really stand out. It just looks lovely. Yeah, it's like a blue and green hues. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what they're going for. So that's really cool. They're really going all out for uh soaring. I wonder when um soft launch will be for the or like soft opening. So is it July twenty-third? So Mm. What what day of the week is that? Twenty third. I didn't even. I forgot to look that up. Twenty third is a Tuesday. It is. So, yeah. So. So the, the Thursday. They'll probably start sometime the week before. Mm-hmm. But it when they do soft openings, they don't they don't announce it or anything. They they just do it. Right. So you can't you can't go there expecting them to do it. Like they're not going to announce it. It's just going to happen. You have to watch on Twitter and stuff. Yeah. So probably the week before they'll probably do a little mm-hmm. bit here and there for a couple hours at a time. It's usually not an all day thing. Right. And like maybe like the, the then like the day or two before they might do like an all day if they can. For sure. And there's and usually press day. Yeah, there's usually a press day, which is not open to the public at all. So my guess is they'll probably do the press day on the 22nd. True. Which is the Monday or the 19th. Right. Because they wanted, because they need to give the media enough time to get it out. Mm-hmm. So probably those days, they'll probably be completely close to the public. But again, we don't know. 
They just kind of do their own thing. <laughs> so <laughs> it is what it is, right? Yeah. But I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be great. Oh, for sure. And it's really nice that we're... I'm so happy that Disney Sea is getting more attraction because, like, that's been one of the big complaints of Disney Sea. Like, you know, there's mm-hmm. there's not a lot to complain about with Disney Sea, um, for the most part. But one thing that I know a lot of people have said to me is they just wish there was more attractions. Right, at and you know, when when it was balanced out with shows, you didn't feel it before because yeah. it was so show heavy, and we had an afternoon show which. Uh, you know, Mythica was amazing, you know, and, and uh, you know, we had the incredible show over in Lost River Delta and seasonal shows on top of that. Um, so it, it, there was a lot more balance before, including like shows like the Cape Cod, like the dancing and a lot of atmosphere. Um, so now with a lot of that gone, the attractions are very, very much needed. So this is a really... Um, really needed addition. Um, and, and the addition that's coming, the big addition that's coming is very, very much needed. Yeah, so let's talk about Disney or Disney Springs. Wow. Fantasy Springs. Fantasy Springs. That's that's going to drive me crazy because I've been doing that too. I'm like, I was telling my husband, hey, Disney Fantasy Springs. <laughs> because, um, you know, coming from Walt Disney World, you know, like you're so used to hearing that that it's going to take a while to adjust to the the Disney Sea name because it's so close, right? Yeah. But speaking of additions, this is a monster edition, and it's going to be amazing and gorgeous. Yeah, this is not a small undertaking. <laughs> this this expansion, which they just did the the groundbreaking groundbreaking ceremony today. Yeah, yeah. Even so Bob Arger was here. But yeah, we finally have a name for the um, expansion that's coming to Disney Sea in 2022. Uh, right. Like, of course, we we have no official date or anything. But it's just fiscal 2022. That can mean anything. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Of course, like we're a far ways away from that still. So um, don't plan your trip just yet around this because we don't know anything. That's right. <laughs> so when things are opening. Yeah. So Fantasy Springs. There was a rumor going around that it was going to call, be called Fantasy, like Fanta oh, and then S-E-A. That was a rumor that was going uh, around. Uh-huh. That would have been kind of cool, Fantasy. I thought it was going to be Fantasy Land. Yeah. But eh, Fantasy Springs, I guess it makes sense, whatever. True. But, yeah, this will have the Frozen, Tangled, and Peter Pan's Neverland uh, inside this Fantasy Springs. So was it four attractions, I believe? It's four attractions, two uh, for the Peter Pan area, one for Frozen and one for Tangled. Oh, that's amazing. Also mm-hmm. very much needed um, because uh, the crowd can get quite congested at crowded times of the year. Three new restaurants. Which is nice. Yes, which is going to be amazing. I can't wait to see all the new themed foods and the themed restaurants. So it's very, very exciting. Yeah. And it's also going to add more capacity to the park. Yes. Very much. Uh, because Disney sea has been for the past few years, the fifth most visited park in the world. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if this is going to help boost it up a yeah. little bit. It could. Yeah. Because I think, I think it goes something like, Magic Kingdom's number one. Number two is Disneyland in California. Three is Tokyo Disneyland. Four is Universal Studios Japan. And five is Tokyo Disney Sea. Mm-hmm. 
So I wonder if Tokyo Disney Sea may be able to surpass Universal Studios with this. It's hard to say because they're going to get Nintendo Land. That's true. Right? But they're adding like four attractions, three restaurants. That's a lot of capacity. It is. To be adding. Plus, the we can't forget the hotel. Oh, for that sure. That is right a in the park. Massive hotel. Like a luxury hotel. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a little pricey, but hopefully very lovely as well. Uh, like one thing that I'm wondering, like this is like pure speculation on my part. I don't, I have no inside info or anything like this. Just pure, pure speculation. Just so that's clear, so I don't start anything. But I'm wondering if the selling point for this new hotel is going to be, it's going to have access to both Disneyland and Disney Sea, because just the way the parks are laid out and where it looks like the hotel is going, Mm -hmm. you could easily add an entrance to both parks from that hotel. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because the new expansion for for Fantasyland and Tokyo Disneyland, it looks like it could just like touch the new hotel. Mm -hmm. Like what's stopping them from offering that? Like, I think that would like, that would definitely justify the price tag a little bit more. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, it would be the only Disney hotel in the world that has access to two parks. Mm-hmm. Not just one, but two. So, I guess we'll have to wait and see. We will. And we, we've kind of, like, seen the progress being made with the construction. It's going to have 475 rooms. So oh, that's a lot. I want to see, I want to see what... Um, I want to see what amenities they have. I want to see the what the swimming pool area is going to look like. I want to see the restaurants. I cannot wait until more information is released. And then on top of that, too, we still have the Toy Story Hotel coming too, which yeah. is going to be which is going to be right across the parking lot. It's going right beside the Tokyo, the Hilton Tokyo Bay. Yeah, yeah. So that goes to I guess that you know. Um, talking about adding more capacity, like we're we're getting two more hotels. <laughs> we're getting yeah, like I guess sure. like a really like a budget hotel, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then a really like ultra luxury hotel as well. Very exciting times oh, for, for the sure. parks. Oh my goodness, I'm I'm really excited. So what what are you what are you most looking forward to? I am most looking forward to. Um, I guess, of course, of course, the expansion, right? Because did you see those pictures released where they compared the daytime and the nighttime images? Yes. And the lighting at night looks very reminiscent of Pandora, which looks so, so beautiful. So I am probably the most excited about that and it's like the dumbest thing to be excited about but that nighttime atmosphere and how the area is going to look at night i think it's just going to be so gorgeous that just walking through there and hearing whatever music they come up with that's also very exciting right and just um enjoying that atmosphere uh, it's going to be incredible yeah i'm just looking at the the concept art and it just looks I don't even have words. <laughs> like it just—it looks so oh. good. It really does. It really does. And if you haven't seen it yet, go and check it out, and um, you'll probably start planning uh, your future vacation. Yeah, like if Disney Sea wasn't, you know, the best theme park in the world already, this is just going to further 
make it even better. I think I was I was a little concerned because mm-hmm. they're adding, you know, like Disney Sea was not a traditional theme park when it first opened, and we were kind of. I was kind of worried that we were kind of getting away from like what Disney, what made Disney see Disney see. Um, well, we kind of are. <laughs> yeah, but it looks like they're doing they're doing it right. It's not just a they're just not just plopping something in without any forethought whatsoever. Well, I think with with an expansion like this, uh, I, I think with so much money involved, they really are thinking of the future of the park. Right. So like what we've been seeing with these shows and these seasonal events, they can go a little off the rails and make it more Disneyland-esque. But when you when you make something more concrete like this, you want to make sure it's it's going to last and, and be kind of timeless. Right. So I think for sure they, they have um, r- like really incredible uh, people, designers and, and uh, Imagineers working on this. And, and you can you can you can see it for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then, like, this kind of design that they're doing with, like, these classic characters and franchises that we know, this is, like, this is almost like a new twist on it. You know, like, we, we've we never seen this kind of stuff done before with these uh, characters. Like, of course, we've seen Cinderella, we've seen Frozen, we've seen Peter Pan, we've seen them in, you know, the other Disney parks before. Mm-hmm. And, like, in their quote-unquote classical sense, but this, this seems like they're they're kind of taking it in a new direction. Well, they have which to Which I think is yeah. kind of interesting. They have to tie it to the park, right? I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, and and the other thing that I think is is going to be, you know, like um we really enjoy is the dining. So, I'm really excited to see uh the new restaurants at the the new hotel and the lounge and I think that's going to be very very lovely. I think so too. <laughs> it's gonna be nice to have more places to eat at Disney Sea. Oh sure. And again, this opens. Well, it's supposed to be open sometime in 2022. So mm-hmm. we have all the information on the website, pictures, video. There's video and stuff too. So make sure you go and uh, check it out. All right. So that does it for this episode, episode one 162. So before we go, we want to uh, say thank you to some explorers who are contributing to us on Patreon here. You get a shout out in the show. Would you like me to go first? You know, I have to give a shout out to Spoopy, so you have to go first. (laughs) (laughs) So a big thank you to Acro Disney Girl, Amanda, Amy, Mama Explorer, Benjamin, Brent, Carrie, Claire, Claudia, Dave, David, and Emily. Thank you to Jamie. I'm going to say Jose. Did we ever get like a mail or anything about that? Yes. Okay. It's Jose. Yes. Yes. Okay. Jose. Yeah. With the, you know, with the, with the little, um, what is it called? The accent. So it does have an accent. Yes. Oh, okay. He said he, yes, that's what he told us. Okay. Jose, (laughs) sorry for the, the, the back and forth, uh, these past few episodes. Thank you. Thank you so much. And and for putting up with with us um thank you kathy thank you lee and marie h thank you michael and murray thank you sophie and of course spoopy thank you stephanie and thomas and of course tomoko so again big thank you to everyone who's contributing to us on patreon if you'd like to contribute you can head on over to patreon.com slash tdr now 
And don't forget to rate, review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, wherever you get your podcasts from. And if you have any questions or suggestions for us, you can send them to contact at tdrexplorer.com. And you can find everything we talked about here up on our website at tdrexplorer.com. And we're all over social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all that under TDR Explorer. And I'm one of your hosts, Chris, the chief content editor of TDR Explorer, and I can't wait to try the pineapple churro. Even though I'm not a big fan of churros, I'll give the pineapple one a try. (laughs) (laughs) And joining, as always, is the beautiful Patricia. I am the one with a now Disney-crazed child who did not want to go to the parks before, but now he's super, super into it again. And... I'm, I, I, I might have to I might have to limit him because he wants to do shopping. He wants to go on school nights. And I'm like, I don't know about that. Um, but it's it's always fun to enjoy the parks as a family. And uh, we're doing that more. So I'm there. And I hope you guys are at the parks as well and enjoying it at whatever Disney park in the world that you're at right now or that you're dreaming about in your dreams. You can go there in your dreams as well. And I uh, hope you keep exploring. Right, Explorers. Until next time. <laughs>